That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. And tonight, the stars at night are big and bright. We are in the state of Texas, where all my exes are. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Yeah! That is time, baby! The one-nighter weaker. The one-night weaker is in the house tonight making his presence felt. Let's get our intro started. We are in Dallas on our summer tour. And we got to do it. You know, it's his house tonight. Let's welcome uh, the judge, the Jordan Thomas. Welcome in. It's your time tonight. Welcome, sir. It is my time to shine. And then it's so hard next to you guys. You know, you got Freddie, who he's he's been traveling to Greece. You got Justin Jesus Herrera, who's in a different stadium every week. <laughs> and you got Flanders. But I'm ready to rock tonight. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's get it. Like like I said, making his presence felt on his one night a week. Let's get to his intro. Freddie, the Jester Reyes, welcome in. Yes, I'm here again on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Follow me at TSS Jester. Thank you for everybody that keeps on following. We love you very much. Uh, we're getting ready for this football season. Sorry about tonight. We got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I know it's not as interesting as the Jets, but we are here. Let's go. Anyone is as interesting in the Jets, and I would love to know what people are following you for and what information you're putting out there. Let's also welcome into the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Welcome into the studio, sir. So you know that Steven Crowder meme where it's like, change my mind? Like, Nick looks like he's the guy who's right there that says, Dallas sucks, change my mind. <laughs> he just looks like really he's taking back on a chair going like, change my mind over here, bro. Dallas sucks. Oh, <laughs> um, but anyways, it's great to be here. I am, as you can see, in Jerry world. Uh, I couldn't go interstellar to the Rick and Morty Jerry world at, as it is kind of like that over there in Dallas. No offense. Kind of need to get rid of that, Jerry. But um, yeah, I'm super excited Act. to be here. All right. I love it. Let's welcome in Mr. Stinky himself. Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Hey, hey, Justin, when you when you pulled in at Jerry World, did you have to pay a hundred bucks to park and uh, fifty dollars for a, a Pepsi and a and a personal pizza? That's uh, what I heard. The going no, rate no, is dollars no. for a hot dog and a beer. Big facts. <laughs> um, yeah. So the best part of the show tonight is when it's over. All right, womp womp. Womp. Great Nick, marketing, Nick. Nick, the rain cloud that we always I don't talk about irrelevant underperforming teams. I just don't do it. What's the Nick, point? We have we have guests that actually want to be here, Nick. Why don't you elaborate right. on why you're such a sour puss? Because Dallas sucks. <laughs> Nick is always a sour puss, Justin. There's no need to explain. That's not All true. Right, let's get it started. I'm happy when Dallas, Dallas loses. TSSFantasy.com. Look at all of our latest and greatest rankings. Still waiting on Freddy's. Um, also, don't forget, <laughs> go, to our, go to our sponsors, Underdog Fantasy. Use a promo code TSS. We'll double the deposit up to $100. We got great uh, stuff going on with Jazz Sports as well. Use the promo code TSS and Pro-Am Belts. If you're looking for a great way to get your championship some bling, Go to Pro-Am Belts. All right, fellas, I'm going to bid you adieu so I can bring in the doc. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you in a little bit. See ya. <laughs> the doctor is in, and we are with America's pretend team, the Dallas Cowboys. 
Welcome into the studio, Doc. What's up on the house call? Hey, thank you very much. It's good to be here. So let's start with Dak Prescott. During week one last year, he fractured his thumb, right? Requiring surgery that kept him out. I think it was six weeks. But if we pull out that and we forget about his 2020 ankle fracture dislocation, he's been an exceptionally durable guy. I think just missing one game in all of his other seasons combined. So at 29 and without a history of anything chronic or recurring, Prescott's going to be a 20% to the bench guy. Let's move to the backfield, Tony Pollard. So he expects to be ready for the start of his training camp. Remember, he suffered a high ankle sprain and fibular fracture in the postseason last year, but there's no reason to expect any lingering problems from either one of those. In each of his last four seasons, his position rank has increased. Finally, he cracked the top 10 in both standard and PPR last season. Plus, his fantasy points have increased significantly in every season from the adjacent previous year. Now, he's got the backfield to himself, which is potentially a mixed bag, right? More production, more exposure for injury. But he's played in 15 or 16 games each of the last four seasons. And with the ex expectation that he's going to pick up some of Zeke's touches, I'm going 70% to the bench, but only for one or two games. Okay. Lastly. Brandon Cooks played in 14 or more games in seven of his nine seasons, but his position rank has declined since his younger days. Uh, he may have a bit of a resurgence with Prescott. Either way, uh, getting a little older, 35% to the bench for Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, 35%, getting a little long in the tooth, as you say. All right, Doc, well, we appreciate you being here. We'll close out Dallas. We'll see you tomorrow in New York City. I'll be there. All right, well, the judge is hanging out with me as we bring in our guest tonight. Our next stop on our summer tour is the place where everything is bigger. We visit the great state of Texas for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that was excellent. It's the Texas night tonight. Let's get it started and let's get the intros going. First, let's welcome in Adam Hulse. Let's welcome in to him to the studio. Welcome in, my friend. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. We appreciate you being here, friend of the show, indeed. And another friend of the show. We were just on another show together. My boy, Jonesy for Sports. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Thanks for having me. I'm loving the energy already. I'm excited. All right. We're excited to have you. We're bringing it for your team and new to our show. We're honored to have him in. Let's welcome into the studio. Kyle Yeomans. Welcome in, my friend. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. And just like Jay just said, I mean, you, the energy is off the charts here in the first like four minutes of the show. It's pretty impressive. Love it. Got to bring it. Listen, we only get a, a few shots of this, so I got to we got to bring it when we can. So, all right, well, let's talk about last season for the your Dallas Cowboys. So we know, unfortunately, fell a little short. You were 12 and five, though, um, overall, which is not a bad record uh, at all. You did finish second in the NFC East. Obviously, that is because of the greatness of the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Um, that was the only reason you guys fell a little bit behind in you put yourself in any other division in the NFC, you might have a, a division winner. Offensively, stat wise, you guys, points per game were fourth um, at 27.5 yards per game, 11, 354.9. Uh, passing yards per game, you guys were 14th with 219. Rush yards per game, ninth with 135. And defensively, where you struggled a bit for points per game uh, allowed was you guys were 28th in the league, yards against um, 12th. So it struggled a little bit on points, uh, passing yards per game, 8th, and rush yards per game, 22nd. I guess obviously that's where your Achilles heels were. Uh, marquee additions this offseason. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Let's talk about last year. My bad. Let's go around the room. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. If you could just sum it up. Three words or less. We know, unfortunately, you fell in the in in the playoffs. Give me some up last year for the Dallas Cowboys. Three words or less, and then expand on it for me. Yeah, I'll start off, and I'll say I'll say close, but not if that makes sense. Close, but not. Those are my three words because this is a team that that had some pieces. I mean, of course, you have a franchise quarterback like Dak Prescott that had statistically his worst season as a quarterback when healthy he had 15 interceptions which was tied for the the league lead uh this is a team that did like you say struggled to stop the run 
Uh, and, and turnovers saved them defensively. They got after the quarterback, no doubt about that, but they did so more so in the first 11, 12 weeks of the season than they did down the stretch and into the postseason. They were able to knock off Tom Brady, which at any point in the playoffs is a feat in its own right. But after that, they ran into a buzzsaw with San Francisco, even with a backup quarterback at the helm. So they were close, but not at the same time. So I think that's the, the best way to describe it. This is a team that has some pieces. They've brought back most of their cornerstone pieces from 2022, and they're trying to sprinkle in a little bit of playmaking ability, a little run stuffing ability, and then better consistency on the defensive side of the ball to kind of add some things into the mix. And if that's the case, they should be better going into 23. But, of course, there's still a long way to go. we got to get to training camp for first before we can really see just what those additions look like. Absolutely. Uh, and through training camp safely, that's the biggest yes. thing. Jones in for sports. How about you, my friend? What do you sum up la uh, last year? Three words or less and then expand on it for me. My three words are Dak is not it. Uh, maybe that's four, but <laughs> Dak's, Dak's not it. Dak's not it. And the reason why I say Dak's not it is because we we could have been better than we well, had a better record. Could have even the second round playoff. We had it, we had it, and it all came down to Dak. Um, just numerous games that we should have won, and and Dak was the reason why we lost the game. And for me, as a fan, it's just it's very frustrating, especially when we have. And an elite defense. When you have an elite defense in this league, you got to take advantage of it. You just have to. And you can't make mistakes. You can't give the ball back when they, especially when we take the ball away. So, um, and Dak just did that. Every time we took the ball away, he gave it right back. So, my three words is Dak's not it. Defense definitely made big plays. They were big um, in fantasy always. So always making a turnover, um, a big play at, at some point in the game. Adam, let's go to you, my friend. Three words or less and then expand on it for me. I mean, I guess the three words I'll use is one step closer. And that's because they did win a playoff game this past year. And I mean, it was against Tom Brady. I mean, I know the Bucs weren't so great last year. Definitely not as good as they were the last couple of years. But anybody who beats Tom Brady in a playoff game, that is worth something. And it is finally getting that postseason win uh, a little over the hump, maybe, you know, maybe this year they can get, you know, one step closer again, you know, and when you read off some of those stats and I'm thinking the defense, you know, like I think the defense played a lot better than the numbers give them credit for a lot of the points that they gave up. And I, uh, you know, like Jones referred to it was Dak Prescott turned the ball over a lot. I mean, he missed five games and he was still right up there. I think he was second intercepts, um, second in interceptions last year, even with missing five games. So a lot of turnovers leads to a lot of points on a lot of short fields. So it makes the defense statistically look worse than they really were. But another year under Dan Quinn, who I have a lot of respect for, who's really turned this defense completely around, I expect them to take another step forward this year. I love it. I love it. Great analogy for sure. What's up? It's so funny. You were talking about the the Bucks and my our boys from Fourth and Flex showed up, and that's exactly what he says right here. Talk about Tom Brady, and I will come. <laughs> I was laughing as soon as I saw him uh, comment as you're bringing up Brady. All right, let's go to Jordan. Three words or less, my friend, and and expand on it. Super easy here. Fuck San Francisco. <laughs> that team. They're the new Green Bay Packers, yeah. man. Right as ready to climb that mountain. There was Aaron Rodgers and the Packers stopping him, and now it's whatever quarterback San Francisco has and the rest of that team just kicking our ass in the playoffs steadily. I think all three points made by all, all of the guys were, were really good. I, I'm not ready to write Dak off. I still think he can get it done. He does need to minimize mistakes, but I do think we made some good moves in getting rid of Kellen Moore. Um, I'm not super excited about Mike McCarthy calling plays, but we need change. We need something different. No more Zeke plodding away for 1.9 yards per carry um, through half the season, you know. So I'm a little bit optimistic for what's to come forward. But at the end of the day, man, I think we could have caught that lucky streak towards the end of the season last year and made a run. But San Francisco, once again, just absolutely kicked our ass. Yeah, certainly possible in this topsy-turvy NFC you guys got going on. But look, we talked about what was. Let's talk about what is. You added Brandon Cooks this offseason, Ronald Jones, Stephon Gilmore. So you've added some pieces onto the team, but you've also lost a couple of pieces. 
you mentioned Zeke, and you also, how about Dalton Schultz? No longer on the roster. So there, those are the what you lost, and then you added in the draft. We'll just go over it. I'll just read through some of the names. Mozzie Smith was your first-round pick, defensive tackle from Michigan. Luke Schoonmaker, a tight end from Michigan, who we're going to talk about in our fantasy focus. Um, you know, again, I want to hear from my experts about him. Is he going to be the guy that steps up at tight end? We're all looking for that one guy that's going to always step up, so he could be it. Um, Demarvian Overshone, linebacker from Texas, was round three. Uh, Villamani Vehoco, the uh, edge tackler from San Jose, San Jose State. Um, round, round six, Eric Scott Jr., cornerback from Southern Miss. Deuce Vaughn, uh, running back, Kansas State, and um, also in round six. And then Jalen Burks, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Say that 10 times fast, I dare you. All right, let's go around the room. I want some predictions on this season. Adam, we'll start with you on this. What do you think your, your Cowboys are going to do this year? Give me a prediction. I mean, I'm particularly high on the Cowboys this year. Like, I don't really see much of a reason for them to take a step backwards. Um, I think that they're returning a lot of the important pieces from last season. Um, I mean, the biggest loss on offense is Dalton Schultz. I mean, he's much bigger of a loss this year than um, Zeke is, in my opinion, just at this point in their careers. But I think, you know, that production left behind by Schultz, that's kind of where Cooks comes in. And, you know, Cooks has been pretty consistent and productive on the, you know, 20 different teams that he's played for during his career. And I think he can kind of play a similar role here. He doesn't have to be the guy because C.D. Lamb is there, of course. Uh, but as a second receiver, um, I do really like Brandon Cooks. Uh, the Cowboys won 12 last year, and I don't see why they can't win 12 or more this year. Uh, I agree. How about Jones? How about you? Where do you think they're going to be at this year? I have the same record, 12 and 5. Um, I don't see why we would drop off. We, we had got some great additions i think we made an addition by subtraction by getting rid of zeke because obviously we saw where it was going which was nowhere so um adding another running back and hopefully pollard i'm a little bit worried about the pollard situation i'm i'm not gonna lie pollard i love Pollard. i think he's a great back but i think his size and that that amount of um that load on him hopefully they share the load with um rojo but I'm, I'm a little bit of afraid because now he's already gotten injury. So we know once you get an injury, it, they start piling up after that. So I'm a little bit worried about that. But other than that, I think we should be 12 and better. Doc Miller gave him 75% to the bench. So, you know, you never know. Mike ring true. All right, Kyle, what do you say, my friend? Uh, give me a prediction for this year. Yeah, I, I think I'm right around where you guys are. I think it'll be about the same scenario that they've had in the past, 11 to 13 wins. Like, they could win a couple extra games. Uh, but I could also see a scenario where they lose more games in the regular season but are better built to head into the postseason, to head into uh, a run like that, To because that's really what matters. They could win 15 games yeah. in, the, in the regular season this year, and no one in this fan base will care at all. They can win the division. They can win 15 games. They could get a first round bye. If they don't make it to an NFC championship game, it'll feel like a failure of a season. So I think like like you guys have talked about, I think Tony Pollard, that's kind of the, the narrative, right? Yes, he is coming off the injury. I think if there's anything to be concerned about, it would be the injury. Outside of that, he's seen a number one workload. He had 193 carries last year. I mean, he had a full-blown workload. Before that, he had 130 carries in 2021. He had over 100 carries in 2020. He's seen an uptick in his increased responsibilities each year of his NFL career, and he's always knocked it out of the park. So as long as he can stay healthy, which, of course, might be the one concern, I think Tony Pollard can be reliable as a number one back. And then outside of that, I think it's the addition of the number twos. I think it's Stefan Gilmore coming in at the safety or at the cornerback position and allowing that secondary to see Trayvon Diggs as a true number one. And now he has a true one-two punch that this team and this secondary hasn't had since he's been in the league. And then you could say the same thing about Brandon Cooks offensively. CeeDee Lamb is your number one guy. He took that next step last year without Amari Cooper in the fold. Can he take another step now that he has a formidable number two? Plus it allows each of the number threes at those positions, like a Deron Bland on the cornerback spot, or maybe a Jordan Lewis when he gets back and healthy and he can kind of mix in a corner. And then you look at Michael Gallup and what he could do as a wide receiver three as opposed to taking wide receiver two snaps. So I think the addition provides depth, but it also provides talent 
at two key positions for this Cowboys team, both offensively and defensively. And you add that in with a couple of these other young guys, like you mentioned with Amazi Smith, who is known as a run stuffer. He was the best in college football at doing it last year. And then you hope to get something out of a Luke Schoonmaker and out of a DeMarvion Overshone, uh, somebody that you think could maybe play a good factor in Dan Quinn's defense. At 12 and 5, um, and adding, like you mentioned, Brandon Cooks, who's got something to prove after a weird season. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, last season with the Texans, the on and off again relationship. Now he's got something to prove this year. I love the addition. As you mentioned, a one-two punch in the cornerback position. Love it. Jordan, how about you, man? What's your what's your prediction? I'm, I'm going to make it a cl clean sweep. Uh, I also think Dallas will be right where we were last year, if not a little bit better. I actually think we win the division this year because it seems like us in Philadelphia just hot potato that thing year <laughs> after year after year. Uh, I think they probably <laughs> both make the playoffs. I feel like Dallas addressed every major need from last season, except for we have not done anything at kicker yet. So God help spot. us. Um so with that being said, I think that this year we're it's going to be business as usual. And uh, as far as Tony Pollard goes, I don't know if he can handle the workload over a full season, but I know that he is going to have every opportunity to handle as much work as humanly possible. And I'll talk about that here more in a minute as well. But, uh, man, I'm expecting a huge season from Pollard if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I, I was going to expand on that, too, actually. He, I mean, with the uh, big play ability um, now being his backfield, um, essentially, there's no even rumblings or even it doesn't even matter. There's no Zeke there, um, you know, Rojo, whatever. Um, so it's exciting fantasy wise for Tony Pollard. Um, for me anyway, I like him a lot. All right, Kyle, I know you got to get out of here. and We're about to get to our quiz show, so I didn't want to get that started and then have you. Um, have to jump out. So I want to give you your time to plug yourself, let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend. Yeah, I'm all over DallasCowboys.com. That's the best way to do it is either on the Cowboys social media pages or on their YouTube. You get to subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, and then also to our podcast. I host the Draft Show podcast where we do all our draft coverage in the offseason and then through the season uh, a, a podcast called Talking Cowboys, where we are every weekday coming out with new content, uh, updates, insight. I mean, I have a desk in the building, and that's that's a huge plus. I get to see uh, plenty of stuff throughout the year that 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 we can bring up and talk about and really grow upon. So it's been a it's been a fun ride entering season number five. And then my Twitter is down here below my name right there, Kyle underscore Yeomans. Really appreciate you guys having me. I wish I could stick around for the game. It sounds like a whole lot of fun, but I'll definitely hop on with you guys again soon, and we'll we'll talk some more Cowboys as we get closer to the season. Well, we are honored to have you, my friend. If you are a Cowboys lover, make sure you go follow, subscribe, get all of Kyle's great content. Don't get no more official than dallascowboys.com. I mean, hello. <laughs> I gotta love it. Thank you, Kyle, so much. We appreciate you. All right, guys, let's get it on. It's time for the Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Cowboy experts, the Cowboys experts in the building. And unfortunately, I noticed teams are a little uneven tonight. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call it audible because, you know, I like to do it. Let's call in our boy, Nick. He's over there. He's a Cowboys hater. Let's call him in. Let Nick, what's up, my friend? We, I figured tonight it would be fun to have you join in our game. I wasn't sure if we're going to have even or uneven teams, but since since our boy Kyle left, I figured you could even things up. And what what more fun than have you play a game with Cowboys history? Got to love it. You know what I'm going to do? In fact, let's go TSS boys against the Cowboys. Let's do it. It's going to be Adam and Jones against Nick Flanders. And he's still messing with his microphone, so he's really going to be struggling. He's going to be right. so good. Let's get – let's <laughs> – he's trying to plug it in. Let's hurry up and get it started. Nick goes first. No, I'm just messing with it. All <laughs> right, so this game works just like uh, Family Feud does. Um, basically, I'm going to have two of you go against each other. Whoever gets the top 
uh, answer on the board will control the round for their team. You'll get three strikes to close it out. If you don't close it out, the other team gets a chance to steal. It's best out of five, so you got to win three rounds to take things over. So let's start things out. I'm going to go Jones, and I'm going to go Jordan, just because it sounds the same, and they're on the same side of where I'm looking at anyway. Top five answers are on the board. Here's the question. I always start with a nice layup, and here's your layup. All-time history. I'm looking for Rush TD leaders. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith? Joan got me a little faster than that. Emmett Smith coming in for Jordan. Jordan, you and Nick controlled. Nick, you got question number two there. What do you got? We still can't hear you. Sorry. Damn it, Nick. Uh-oh, Uh-oh the clock, the timer. <laughs> You're on mute. Man, you hit him with the Des Bryant. You gave him the X. <laughs> I love it. Um, gotta get, hey, gotta throw it audible. Gotta keep him ready. All right. <laughs> Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. I mean, audio difficulty. Let's let's call an audible. Let's bring Fred in. Let's bring Fred. Let's bring Fred. See, he, he's ready to play. Actually, yeah. Uh, let's bring you in. So I don't want to. I don't want to keep Nick back. Nick's, Nick, Nick got to get his mic fixed. I don't know what's going on. Nick, go log out and log in. Fix your mic, will you? He's all so right. Well, Fred, we're looking for Rush TD leaders all time for the Cowboys. Stop looking at your Google screen and tell me. Give me a Rush TD leader of all time for the Cowboys. Yeah, you. Oh, my bad. Uh, uh, number 21. <laughs> I, I just got here. Um, rushing touchdown leader for the Cowboys. You said Dorset already. You said Zeke. Did you say Zeke? I haven't yep. said Zeke. Oh, you already said that too? Yep. I'm ready. All right. So what you got? DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. Mm-mm. Fred, uh, I don't know. That's uh, gotta be one of them old time guys, like Hollywood Henderson or some dumb shit. Um, let me think. Uh, I don't know. Hollywood. Henderson? Some dumb, some old people, man. <laughs> I don't know. Don't do it, Fred. Don't do it. Get him, Judge. here now we're ready there's a little bit of meat here on this bone jones and adam you can talk some on yourselves and get a consensus answer you got number four and number five left on this board i have a thought i'm thinking mary and barbara that's who i was gonna say but I, that's what i was trying to say but my thing blanked out for a second so I didn't okay yeah i mean if we're on the same page yeah then we're definitely going mary and barbara mary and barbara right, let's go mary and the barb Oh, heck no. There we go. So I'm already messing up tonight because I was rushing. But all right, let me read it out. Emmett Smith, number one all time, 153. Wow. And Tony Dorsett, man, he almost doubled Tony Dorsett. He's got 72. Zeke Elliott, 68. He was so close from getting number two. Marion Barber, 47. And he's number four on the list. And number five, your old guy that you mentioned, Don Perkins. He was he has 42 on the wow. list. All right, let's go Don to Perkins. round number two. We're going to have Fred against Adam. This is going to be fun. Let's go to all time. We're going again, all time. Top five answers on the board. Fred, you might know a couple of these. So this is, might be in your wheelhouse. Top five answers, again, all-time history for the Cowboys. I'm looking for the all-time receiving leaders. Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. I was going to say the same thing. 
playmaker. The playmaker is on the list, but he is number two on the list. Eleven thousand nine hundred four. Fred, can do you have what number one would be? Oh, I get a chance to steal it. Yeah, uh, that's the, you know you have the buzzer, and then they that's family feud. Uh, Des Bryant. Des Bryant. This list, but not enough to steal it. He is number five, 7,459. Adam and Jones, you have control. Jones, you're up. You got number two and number five. What else you got? T-O. Terrell Owens. Nega Tori. Oh, I know who I know. Adam, who do you got? You know, after I said Irvin, it hit me that our leading receiver is not a wide receiver. It is Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Yep. Yep. That surprised me today when I saw that. I was like, wow, he's our all-time leader. 12,977 yards. What a great career. For Jason Witten. Okay, you got one, two, and five. You're missing three and four. Jones, what you got? Original 88, Pearson. Drew Pearson. Mm-hmm. He is number four on this. Number four on this the list. 7,820. Two. All right, Adam, there's one left. It's number three. Do you got it? I'm going to guess Bullet Bob Hayes. Bullet Bob Hayes. Oof. Come on, Jordan. That's really tough. We got to wait. We got to wait. Not yet. Not yet. Don't give it up. Yeah, it's uh, Jones. Is it me? I believe so, right? Is oh, that I just that was only... I could get you guys? I think we have one no, more. No, I believe right? it's him. Yeah, the, here comes the judge. He's, he comes yeah. and helps us. Yeah, so it's only one strike because Fred gave away an answer. Oh, so got they it. just they got the other two answers. So you're got down it. to All number right. four. Only one Damn. strike. All right, number you're going to go. Nope. Okay, my bad. All right, Jones, you're up, my friend. You got number three, no pressure. I'm going to go with another guess, Roy Williams. Roy Williams. All right, the pressure is on. Adam, can you find number three? You know, this is a tough one, uh, so I'm going to go with one of my personal favorites, hoping he's the one, Miles Austin. Miles Austin! Ooh. Stop it. Get some help. Not on the list. That was a good guy. Jordan, good can you steal? And I really just Come asked on, Jordan. Jordan, can you steal? <laughs> Hail Mary here. I'm going to go with Rocket Ishmael. Right. <laughs> Literally a Hail Mary Rocket Ishmael. You idiot. Damn, I thought I no thought it was Rocket it. for you. It was Tony it was Hill. He was number three on your list. Seven thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight. That was your number three. Wow. Right now, this is a clear lopsided whooping. But we're about to even things up with round number three, where questions are about to get even harder. Let's go to Jordan and Jones, and we're going to go top five answers on the board. Here is your question. I'm talking about winning percentage, and I want to know all time franchises you have the best winning percentage against. Jordan and Jones. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, Washington? The cup, whatever you call them. <laughs> Freddie, we really need to not win this category. Oh. We need to let them have the crack at it. But I'm going to guess the Houston Texans. 
the Texans. Try, you did not try hard enough. The Texans, number four on the list, four and two. You are all time against the Texans. All right, well, you Makes got sense. control, Fred. What else you got? All right, so let, let, let's be let's be a little bit smart about these things. It, they've been around a long time, okay? So okay. you got to pick people that's been around a long time that was shit for a long time. That's how the stupid game is done. Trust me. Um, Great marketing. So you got to answer? Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Did somebody sneeze? No. <laughs> no Bears for you tonight. Jordan, what do you got? The Jaguars. The Jaguars. A lot, a lot of meat on this bone, Fred. Can you take a nibble? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The yucks. They've been bad forever. By the by, the hair of your chinny chin chin, the Bucks are on this list at number three, 13 and six. You are all time. You got number one. Two and five left available. This Jordan, one's for up. Freddie. I'm going with the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, That's Jets. The suck, suck, sucks. Why? 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 I'm going to say it again. Why? 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 Jones Hey, and you Adam. said to go for the teams that sucked. You got some meat on the bone here. Talk amongst yourselves to win the game. Give me one on this list. Top five teams that you have the best winning percentage against. This is tough, you know, like, and I kind of like the thought of teams that have been bad for a long time or the strategy of like newer franchises. I like the newer one more. I honestly like the newer one more. Uh, Been around that. Oh, like the man. Panthers? Yep. Panthers right, are nice newer-ish. Is that is that what is that what you want to ride with? Oh, shit, fuck it, why not? All right, yeah, let's do it. Carolina Panthers. Line of Panthers for the win. Tonight, ooh-wee, the Panthers, Adam, I'll have you know, numero uno on this list, 10 and three, all time, 769 um, point, or excuse me, 0.769 winning percentage. Bengals are number two at 10 and four. Um, That's a good one. We had the Bucks at three, Texans four, and then on number five, the Colts made the list at 11 and six. Believe it or not. Before we get on to our uh, our winner round or whatever you want to call it, our uh, I guess our celebration for our winner and loser, let's get the losing percentages as well. You guys are uh, the worst against the Ravens all time, one in five. Against the Broncos, you're four and nine. Against the Packers, you're 13 Definitely. and 15. Browns are number four at 13 and 16. And number five, the Raiders, they're you're six and seven all time. I would have never thought the Browns, man. If you don't know, never that, thought the Browns. No, but congratulations to Adam and Jones. You are tonight's winner. Let's go. Congratulations to our experts in the building and to our non-experts. You are tonight's losers. So you're telling me there's a chance. Not not a chance tonight because you lost. 
All right, so we're going to get on to our fantasy focus in our third segment. Before we do that, I want to give this time to give our guests time to plug wherever they're from and all that kind of good stuff. And then that way, when we play the commercial, if you want to bounce, cool. If not, I'm glad for you to hang out with us. That's also cool as well. So, Jones, where we can they follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend. Well, if you look at the white part right there, it says Jones of the Sports, and you can find me there at, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Spotify and Apple. Go check out Jones and all his great stuff on social media as well. Adam, where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend? Uh, Adam Hole Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Um, all my NFL articles are on sportskeeda.com. And then Sports Talk with Adam Hulse is my podcast on all the major platforms. Got to absolutely love it. Like I said, you guys are more than welcome to hang out. We're going to do a fantasy focus on your boys. Um, but before we do that, I got to find the new commercial because um, we put a new commercial in here. And I now all of a sudden I can't seem to find it. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and hit. Oh, there it is. I found it. Let's take a quick commercial now that I found it. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management. No trades. No waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit. And win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score. Every week. Just enter a contest. Draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Yes, that's right. You tell him Gingy sent you. All right, guys. Well, we've talked about the Cowboys in extent. Let's talk about fantasy. So it, you know, we brought up, you know, it was brought up earlier. I don't want to get too far into other positions because, but obviously this correlates with it. I like Dak Prescott this year. I think he's someone you can not only target, but you can get later on in drafts because not a lot of people are gunning for Dak Prescott right now. I got him ranked number 10. I'd be happy to get him later on in rounds where other people are kind of coming off of him. Um, he looks to me like I think he's going to have a great season this, this year. I love the addition of Brandon Cooks. I think he adds that little – um, little bit of fire, if you will, because Brandon Cooks, again, as I mentioned earlier, he's got something to prove. Tony Pollard, let's not forget, also has something to prove and does great with little dump-off passes and great exciting plays. I love Dak Prescott this year and their chances to do great things, so I got him ranked number 10. All right, let's go to our boys that have been in the back. Justin, we'll go to you first. What do you say about Dak? Uh, QB 12. Uh, I like him, but I don't like him. If I have to do priority, I would prioritize a more mobile quarterback. Um, like you guys said, that many interceptions while missing five games is kind of a little disturbing to me. It kind of showed that maybe he was trying to force it a little too much. You know, I know C.D. Lamb emerged as an amazing talent, um, but, you know, he's got to find out who his number two is from now on. Is it going to be Gallup? Is it going to be Cooks? And then he's got to figure out who his tight end's going to be. Dalton Schultz has been that check valve for the entirety of his career there. And now he needs to start over with either Schoonmaker or Ferguson. Um, I like him overall because I like the weapons that he's got. But like I said, he is the lowest of end QB ones for me in this year. Okay. The lowest of the low of the QB one, he says. All right, let's go to Nick. What do you say? Nick, I still can't. You still Can't have any words. This is the best episode ever. I just want to say. What was that, Nick? Not on purpose. The guy who wears Dallas suck shirts on a Dallas show is having technical problems. <laughs> <laughs> you can't write this stuff. That's awesome. Fred, what do you say? Uh, 
uh, I, I know my, everybody's uh, my rankings are not up yet, but I have them here. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some technical difficulties on the website. I have Dex, Dex, that kind of like Justin. I, I don't have him in the top 10. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks a lot better than him. I'm thinking anywhere between 12 and 14. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't even take him at one of my first 12 quarterbacks at all. T- I kind of disagree with Jason this time. Ooh, hey, how about you, Jordan? What do you say? I completely disagree with both of these guys. I uh, am absolutely back in on Dak this season. And look, I get it. It wasn't pretty last year, and I was front row for most of it. Um, he did have a lot of interceptions, which was was a huge spike from his typical career trajectory. In addition to that, there's a lot of things that went wrong in Dallas last year. Not having Amari Cooper, you want to talk about security blankets. That was Dak's guy. He was gone, right? Michael Gallup never could get right. I mean, Noah Brown emerged as our wide receiver three, and I think that's all you need to know, right? Um, and uh, also at the tight end position, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it is a big loss with Dalton Schultz, but I mean, Schultz was kind of in and out. I don't think he missed a lot of games, but man, he was in and out uh, of several different games. And, you know, those kids, Ferguson and Hendershot, had to step up, right? And so, a lot went wrong for Dak. Zeke, you know, another year more tread on the tires and just another year of being mediocre. Things are going to be better this season. Um, and I think the addition of Brandon Cooks, I think feeding Tony Pollard, I think a healthy Dak, I see him as a top seven to nine quarterback. All right. I love it. Adam, what do you say, sir? Yeah, I mean, I have Dak as a top 10 quarterback as well. Um, I agree with what Coop said about I love the addition of Brandon Cooks. I think he's exactly kind of what this offense needed, this passing game needed. His skill set, I think it fits perfectly with what the Cowboys were kind of missing last year. I expect there to be more passes to Tony Pollard out of the backfield with him getting more snaps now and being on the field more, getting more creative in the ways that we use Pollard. And with the interceptions, I mean – Jordan referred to it too. Like that's kind of uncharacteristic for Dak in his career. I'm thinking last year was maybe more of the outlier that he was forcing it a bit. And that's something he can kind of figure out because that hasn't been a trend for him. Last year was just a bad year for interceptions. If it happens again this year, then we can start saying that turnovers are a trend for Dak Prescott. And the one other thing I'm watching this year too, is if some of his mobility can come back. He used to run the ball a lot more and move around a lot more before that ankle injury. Another year removed from that, maybe he gets back to scrambling just a little bit more. I love it. All right, let's see if he can come in. Nick, what do you say? I've been watching an old kung fu movie this whole <laughs> I mean, you literally cannot write this any better. All right, Nick, just stay with us and use sign language the rest of the time. I love it. Where do you have Dak? Where do you got Dak? All right. He's got number two, baby. Number two. I love it. Is yeah, that all it is 11. I think he said 11, but yeah, sure. <laughs> One, two, baby. One, two. All right. He's got a lot of things to say, but, well, we can't hear it. All right. Let's go on to the running back position. Talking about Tony Pollard, we were just talking about him earlier. Now, again, no Zeke this year. Now, did he? how much did Zeke eat into his carries? I think quite a lot, actually. I mean, I don't see Ronald Jones eating into it as much as Zeke would. Um, I just, you know, Ronald Jones is on the tail end. I was just kind of surprised, actually, honestly, about the, the signing of, of Ronald Jones, too, to be honest. It's almost like a little bit less a form of Zeke. So I don't know what they were looking for with him, um, but I like Tony Pollard a lot because of that. Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, Deuce Vaughn. That's who you got behind him. So it's all Tony Pollard, all big playability, um, all him all year long. I'm really high on Tony Pollard this year. I like him a lot. Um, Adam, let's go to you first since we didn't last last time. What do you say? I love Tony Pollard fantasy wise. If he can stay healthy all year, he's definitely a top five back potential in my opinion, as long as the health 
uh, works out for him. Look, I think the reason they got Ronald Jones was just for some of the short yardage stuff, some of the ugly type of yardage that you don't really want to get Tony Pollard beat up on. And look, they're going to give Tony Pollard literally all he can handle. Because we also have to remember, too, Tony Pollard's playing on the franchise tag. They don't have him on a long-term contract, so they can kind of run him into the ground, see what happens, and if it doesn't really work out for him, they're just going to kick him to the curb next year anyway. So we're going to see a whole lot of Tony Pollard this year. If he can handle it, sky's the limit. Yeah, and that's the business, not even the kicking the tires on him, but at least they have the leverage and a new deal. So 100% right on that. Justin, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I'm not huge on going and grabbing a guy who um... – up until last year was unproven and then has a major injury in his last game. I mean, he broke his fibula and he also had a high ankle sprain. Like this is, uh, this is a serious issue right here. And now you're going to put all the workload on this guy because you pretty much said Zeke's out. Rojo's in Rojo's probably not even going to make it through camp. He's probably going to cut before kind of like James Robinson. I, I mean, it's not that I don't like Tony Pollard. It's that I'm not going to pay a high price for Tony Pollard. And that's what people are doing right now. They're drafting him above Ramondre. They're drafting him above Josh Jacobs in some regards. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, these guys do everything that he does, but they stay healthy after taking a 200, you know, carry workload. So as of right now, he is running back 16. I like him as a solid RB2 on my team, but... Like I said, the market right now is dictating him go RB9, and I just can't get with that. Well, like I said, I got him ranked 10th. I think maybe the Jacobs thing is because of the whole, you know, him bitter and all that. I mean, you know, again, why are people drafting this too early? Like, I don't know. We don't know. We give it a little bit of time and let's see, um, you know, what's going on with Josh Jacobs' situation and all this stuff, how it plays out. So I think maybe that's why you're kind of seeing him um, taking above there. Jordan, what do you say? I, I don't think I've ever disagreed with uh, fantasy Jesus more wholeheartedly than I do about Tony Pollard. I, I think he's a locked in top five back. He's going to have every opportunity to do so if he can stay healthy. It's that simple. And if he can't, his the guys behind him that you're going to want are Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn in that order. Ronald Jones ain't going to make the fucking team. Let's be real here. He's brought in. He's a camp body. Ronald Jones is not going to factor into this equation. It'll be one of those two young guys, and they'll be just sitting out there floating on waiver wires when and if Tony Pollard does go down. Give me all the shares of Tony Pollard I can get. And don't forget, there's still guys out there like a Kareem Hunt, like, you know, like, well, Dalvin Cook, whatever. Zeke they're going to sign Cook, but there, there's, <laughs> there's other guys still out there, so there's still time for them to sign someone else. Fred, what do you say? I, I'm kind of in agreement with Justin. I, he's kind of hitting me right in the head. I got him at 13. I think there's 12 other backs that are better than Pollard. I wouldn't reach for him neither. He'll be my second running back maybe in the third round coming back to me. I, I wouldn't reach for him at all. I, I just don't trust him right now. I got to see something before I trust him. Got to see something before I trust him. Freddie, can, right. can you name 12 running backs? Absolutely. Taylor, <laughs> Eckler, Chubb, Henry, Stevenson. You're not looking. Jaquan, not Jake, looking. Amari. You've got the list in front of him. Hello. I got hey. 12 right there. That's his hey, list. At least we know that he's there. actually got the rankings there. Right. <laughs> That's not he hasn't entered in the website yet. Don't forget. All right. Let's go on to receivers. Um, this is the bread and butter here. I think we, you know, it's funny as I was looking at all this stuff, um, getting ready for the show, I was sitting here thinking to myself, like, here I am looking at CD lamb. I have him ranked eighth. I got Brandon cooks 39th. I could definitely see him going a little higher, um, right now, just because of the uncertainty of right now, what's going to go on with this offense and everything else. But I can tell you, um, looking at like what we saw now, this is not, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, don't get it twisted, but it's kind of close, guys, because when you talk about those other guys, Michael Gallup, mm, Jalen Tolbert, Simi, what I can't even pronounce the other guy, Jalen Brooks, that's that's it? That's it? And these two guys, again, it's not rocket science. You got two premier receivers, one elite, one still pretty good, and the rest, eh? I love their chances this year. C.D. Lamb especially took a big leap last year. He's going to get targeted early and often. Um, you're going to see Brandon Cooks, obviously, with the deep balls, all that good stuff. I love it. 
I think, you know, these guys are winners and it's somebody you want to jump up or you want to look for both of these guys in your fantasy drafts. All right, let's go to, let's go to the, uh, let's go to Fred first since you were hating last time. What do you say? I, I like the receiver a little bit better. I have him anywhere between eight and 10. Um, I kind of agree with Jason on this one. We haven't agreed with him yet, but I, I see him anywhere between eight and 10. The problem with eight and 10, it's, it's for me is Lamb, Waddle and Adams. And I don't know what, we're going to get from Adams because of his quarterback situation. I know what to get from Waddle. It's it, and, and, and then, of course, you have CeeDee Lamb. So I think that's where all the points are going to come from, from Dallas. Uh, I have him ranked eight with Jason. Justin, what do you say? Uh, CeeDee Lamb, I haven't updated it yet, but with the Devonta Adams stuff coming out in Las Vegas being the dumpster fire they usually are, uh, I think I'm going to bump him up ahead of Devonta Adams. I'm going to switch him. He's going to be my number three. He's the complete package coming out of Oklahoma, Freaking stud, star. All he really needed to do was really learn how to run all of his routes to perfection. He is the second coming of Cooper Cup. He is the Cooper Cup that is, what, 26 right now? Yeah, he is that guy. He is him. And I am here for all the CD lamb stock I can get. He is that damn good. He's starting to get into that Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson uh, category for me. Um, and then on the other side, Brandon Cooks, he's he's a nice end of your draft type of guy where you're like <laughs> in the ninth, tenth round, you're starting to look for somebody like that. Brandon Cooks, love it. He's 43 for me. He's also getting up there in age. He's been doing this a long time. His only game is the speed game. He's never been an elaborate route runner. Um, and then Michael Gallup, I got him at about, I think it's like 64. And not really, can't catch me with that. And then I don't even know who the hell else is even on that team. Jalen Guyton, that was the worst mistake I ever had. It was, or not Jalen Guyton, um, Jalen Tolbert is the worst mistake I ever put my stamp on that guy. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be great out of it, South Carolina. It makes Alabama. so much He's sense. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, we still ain't going to be missed sometimes. It's all good. Jordan, what say you? So, again, I'm, I'm playing contrarian here. If you ask me who the best offensive player on the Dallas Cowboys is, I'm saying CeeDee Lamb all day. He's great. I get it. But at his draft cost, I'm probably not taking him. I'm, I'm aiming for those Justin Jeffersons, those Jamar Chases. I'm not taking him over Devontae Adams. I'm not taking him over Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle. There's a lot of wide receivers that I think are just as good, maybe not better, but just as good as CeeDee Lamb. Um, and might have a little bit more upside because I think that addition of um, having Brandon Cooks, I think that eats into some of that target share of him. You have Michael Gallup. Dak has more weapons this season. He's shown a uh, proclivity to spread the ball over the years when they had, you know, Amari and had a better wide receiving core. I think as a player, I think he continues to take steps forward. As a fantasy asset, I kind of think he goes back a little bit. I want no part of Brandon Cooks and the roller coaster that's going to be when he has the 32-point game and then the three, the four, the seven, and the five, right? I want no part of it. Best I won't ball. Touch it. And, yeah, best ball for sure. And then um, kind of Michael Gallup's just him but worse. Like, I want no part of that. So, All right, so the consensus, you like Brandon Cooks and a best ball. I mean, I, I mean, not even, I mean, I'm, you know, flexing him, like maybe a flex every once in a while. Like, I, I don't know. I, I am 100% positive that will happen this season. Just like Hunter Henry will be my starting tight end <laughs> at some point this season. It doesn't mean I'm going into draft season targeting those guys. Her, heard. Very, very good. All right, Adam, what do you say, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly high on Brandon Cooks from a fantasy aspect either. I love what he does for the Cowboys offense with being able to stretch the field a little bit and open things up. But from a fantasy perspective, I'm not super high on Cooks either. I love C.D. Lamb. You know, like give me all the C.D. Lamb after Jefferson and Chase. You can make a very strong case, as Justin did, that he's the number three wide receiver this year. I think he has that potential. He has 100 reception potential. He's arguably the best route runner in the entire NFL. Love C.D. Lamb, and I think he's still getting better, too, so he could be on his way up. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. Um, we're going to talk about the tight end and defenses together. Um, obviously, we'll, I'll just start with the defense first. I think that's your best quality um, when it comes to these two positions. Obviously, last year we talked about great playmaking ability, 
all the turnovers that anyone could ask for and a fantasy defense. You got it. And they've gotten even better with Stefan Gilmore. So I love them as a fantasy option um, for your defense. As far as the tight end position is concerned, let me know who the starter is and let me know who's emerging. I like, we talked about the rookie uh, Luke Shoemaker, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, a lot of people are talking high on him. If he ends up taking it, could be that guy. That's why we brought the experts in. So let's start with the expert. Who do you think is going to step up in this tight end position, Adam? And who do you like? And then talk about the defense. I actually think it's going to be Ferguson. Um, I think he's going to be more the receiving tight end is going to be Ferguson. But like saying it's Ferguson, like I'm still not targeting Ferguson from a fantasy perspective. Um, I think this could be kind of an ugly tight end committee type of deal with Ferguson kind of getting the highest share of the targets. But, you know, I wouldn't target any of them in fantasy right now. As for the defense, I definitely agree with you. I love Dallas as a fantasy defense. They have Micah Parsons. He's obviously going to get after the quarterback and the secondary forces turnovers. So those are the two things you want out of a defense. Dallas does both of them pretty well. So I love it. They do them excellently, if that's a word. How about you? Uh, how about you, Justin? What do you say? Uh, so I really did try and find it. I couldn't find a starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys on my top 35. I really <laughs> dug deep in there, guys. I found two guys for Denver. I found two guys for Detroit. I found other things, and I'm just like thinking to myself, wow, yeah, that, that kind of just makes sense. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but Jake Ferguson, don't know who you are. Luke Schoonmaker, I think maybe you could be a waiver wire guy later on in the year. But at the end of the day, do I want to hedge my bets to either one of these guys? Fuck no. Fuck Jake, no. Jake Ferguson right now is looking at this like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> He's not looking at this. <laughs> Ain't nobody looking at this. You know that. He'll, he'll only look at this if Kyle, if Kyle shows it to him. That's the only way. He's looking at this. <laughs> Kyle says, Jake, you want... Hey, you want to see something? Check out this fucking bow. <laughs> uh, as far as Dallas defense, I'll keep it short and simple. Top five. Yeah, easy breezy for, for that for sure. All right, what do you say, Fred? Total agreement. <clears throat> Don't know who the hell the tight ends are. <clears throat> I didn't even have them in the top 35, 40. Uh, but the Dallas defense now, that's definitely top five, possibly top three. And if, if they... Micah Parsons plays even better. You might even say type two. I mean, I think they were averaging 10 points a game last year. I mean, that's good for a defense. You can't ask for double digits. So you possibly top three. Yeah, love it. Um, now, you guys are talking a lot of trash about these tight ends. I'm telling you, that's what's making my case for those receivers um, to do really well this year. What do you say, Jordan? So these guys, other than Adam, are completely wrong on the tight ends. Like, you guys may not know baby Kelsey yet. Look that up. It's a thing. You guys will absolutely know Jake Ferguson. That's Dalton Kincaid. No, 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 no. Before that kid came out, listen, last year Dallas did have to do a little bit of a uh, tight end by committee. What I was saying earlier was Schultz kind of being in and out of the lineup. And so they got to see Hendershot. We got to see Ferguson. And Ferguson looks the part. Dallas tight ends produce last season it even with Schultz up and down he was a top 12 tight end year before number three overall tight end Dak Prescott's gonna find that kid Shoemaker I think he could be an asset in a couple of years he's a little bit more of a blocking tight end and it takes time to develop so give me absolutely with my last pick in every draft Jake Ferguson and then um, as far as the defense locking in top two easily I think the addition of Stefan Gilmore is huge just for the simple fact that he's going to be the best cornerback on our team. And that's going to take a lot of pressure off of my boy Diggs so he can just ball hawk and hike up those interceptions, turnovers, equal points, equal fantasy wins. Mark this down a time. <laughs> you, your arrow's the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> nice try, though. Mark this down as a time that Jordan didn't say, well, I don't play with defense normally. All right. So let's get this out. Adam, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate you coming in. It was great fun. As always, we love hearing your great perspective. Make sure you go follow Adam and all his great content. We are heading out tonight, but what's really cool is if you're really into your fantasy info tonight, 
TSS ain't done yet. We got TSS Dynasty following right after this Dynasty Hour. My bad. Uh, following right after this, Justin Jesus Herrera. We got Mr. Mallard. We got Chuck and Jagger all to give you your latest and greatest in Dynasty stuff. So make sure you stay with us here. We appreciate all of you tomorrow. Yes, go ahead, Justin. My bad. This is for Jordan. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like that. That was just for you. As yeah, soon as he said three words, I knew exactly what they were. Yeah, we got, I knew what that was. We're about to send our guest out, and that's a disrespect to Sean. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> Adam, we hope you rejoin us again. Sorry for the disrespect. We appreciate all of you guys. Tomorrow night, we're gonna go to New York, and we got some great guests. Uh, coming in for tomorrow to talk about the New York Giants. All right, guys, we appreciate you all, and we are out.